Caro, welcome to the show. Congratulations. What an honour. Thank you, Sam. Lovely to be chatting to you. And, yeah, we had some fun last night at the Walkleys, which were held in Sydney. And uh, it was a great night, actually, for the Age newspaper as well. But I did. I felt quite overwhelmed to be in the company that I was in. Yeah, Nick McKenzie and Chris Masters, who had their own uh, award named after them, and fair enough, after one of the most miraculous uh, years of journalism for those two in Australia for quite some time. But, Carrie, can you just tell us a, a little bit about how how your honouring came about? Well, every year um, the Walkleys um, give an award to a journalist, or, uh, a broadcaster, somebody in uh, line of work, Sam, for their outstanding sort of career contribution to journalism. I think that this year uh, the Board of Directors of the Walkleys had a look at this award. It's been awarded, I think, 27 times. It started mm-hmm. 27 years ago. And um, the current chairman, Adele Ferguson, current chair Adele Ferguson, was quite shocked to see that only that, that of those 27, 21 of the winners had been men. And she okay. felt it was time to... Um, she didn't think that that was an accurate reflection of our industry and the talent in our industry. And so she decided that there needed to be a correction. So last night I was one of eight women who were awarded with this incredible honour. And look, there were some pretty impressive names. Kate McClymont from the Sydney Morning Herald, Pam Williams, absolute gun, Juno, Colleen Ryan, um, Geraldine Doog, Joanne McCarthy, another Graham Perkin award winner with her groundbreaking um, stuff from the Newcastle Herald on the Catholic Church. Look, there were so many. It was just, it was a great night, Marion Wilkinson. And um, it was my luck to be the last one up on stage, Sam. <laughs> so I wouldn't say I had a big night because we were all given about, a, <laughs> we were told we had a minute to speak, but you didn't want to, not that I was, you go to these awards nights and have a few drinks, but I couldn't really have more than a drink for the night because um, I was the last one up. But no, look, it was, Fabulous, fabulous to see Nick and Chris Masters, Chris Masters honoured. Yep. Quite extraordinary to, um, you know, you go to these big events and, you know, we go to our AFMA Awards, Australian Footy Media Association Awards, and obviously we're pretty insular. We think that we're part of a bigger story. The, the biggest, the, the stories this year, when you look at what's happened in the Ukraine, Gaza, mm. even, you know, stuff like the King Charles's coronation, um, I think the biggest sort of um, sporting recognition, the only real nod to sport in those big year sort of raps was um, the Matildas, which was, of course, an extraordinary story. But um, no, look, bushfires. Um, oh, look, it was, it was a, it, it's self-congratulatory, but it's also a wonderful, wonderful night. Yeah, well done, Caro. On behalf of all of us here at 3AW, uh, congratulations on an uh, amazing honour. And uh, to be honest, I'm surprised that you haven't been honoured uh, prior to that in that section. C- can I just, I want to talk a little bit of footy with you. It's been an interesting start under Andrew Dillon. The fixture has come out. There's been a lot of debate about it, uh, including you on your own podcast, Don't Shoot the Messenger. Oh, they completely whimped it on the start time of Friday night football. After being sort of semi, semi-promised, not really promised, by the AFL and by the new Dillon administration that finally Friday night football and that ridiculous start time of 7.50 was going to be moved back to 7.30 or even 7.20 like Thursday night, Um, which meant that it's so much better for kids to watch the footy. I mean, 20 minutes is quite a big difference. 
Oh, 7.30 yeah. start or 7.20 start, which is when Thursday night footy generally starts, or, and often Saturday to 7.50 is such a difference. The AFL whimped it, Caro. I think they did, and um, clearly there must be um, a broadcast issue here. I, I won't buy the um, excuse about people leaving work and having to get back to the footy, which is what we used to be told, and no one ever really believed. That was the old excuse, yeah. Couldn't really believe the AFL would tell that story with a straight face. I don't know. I, I sort of, you know, I used to love, I, I work with Craig Hutchison, as you know, on Footy Classified, and he thinks I'm obsessed by the fixture. But um, since the end of the season, I, the fixture probably hasn't been as much my beat as it used to be. Mm. And I just assumed that, having been told earlier in, in the year that this was a priority for the AFL because the fans had spoken, um, it clearly wasn't. And I don't actually understand why you would even bother moving at 10 minutes. I mean, it's all about programming for Channel 7, I imagine. I imagine the 7 Network were just insistent that they wanted to have that 7 to 7.30 time slot, um, um, you know, with a primetime national show, and they weren't prepared to make any changes for footy. So, obviously, if you come on at 7.30, then there's no preamble, no lead-in, and no introduction. So, look, really disappointing. And sort of weird that they moved back the Thursday night starts yeah. too. Yeah, it, it so is. That's, well, that's gone from seven twenty to seven thirty. I'm a little bit torn on this one, Caro, but I think ultimately, I agree with you. Like, Channel Seven should have some say. They're paying hundreds of millions of dollars, but you know the difference oh, between putting better homes and gardens on between seven and seven thirty and having a proper pregame. Like that, the fan should always come first if possible. Look, there, there are reasons all networks do things, and um. We were both at the 3AW launch the other night and I had a chat to um, Tom Malone, who's um, the fabulous network boss, and asked him about Thursday night footy. And, you know, he's adamant that people listen to 3AW don't want, particularly want change on Thursday nights. And 3AW tends to be, I reckon, the best footy broadcaster in the business because people know when it's going to come on. And that's Friday night, Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, often with Twilight and then the Sunday show that you're a very big part of. So, look, I can understand. I'm not saying it's all about supporters, but I just found that really disappointing. And I think I think it is too late. And I do go to the footy a lot on Friday night. And 740 is too late. Surely not, Caro. I think it is. And you're sitting... Look, you, you are sitting with people who've been drinking. Oh, there, there's so many reasons. I mean, I'm, I don't need to, you know, go to bed early on a Friday night. It's not a massive issue for me, but I never understood why it was on so late and clearly it's ratings and clearly it's Channel 7's programming and as I said the AFL have winked it which is really disappointing. Yeah but just be, like surely 10 minutes doesn't matter that much for kids does it? Like they, they, they can have 10 minutes less sleep on a Friday night. <laughs> I think the game I think I think they should have moved it back to 7.20 and changed okay. their programming but yeah. they weren't prepared to do it. Um, I, what I am happy about and I really hope I'm sure Andrew Dillon will keep his word here. He made it quite clear that he had no interest in a night grand final oh, or a twilight sake. grand final. And I don't think he was just talking about 2023. So I really hope we don't roll around to 2024 and spend the lead up to round one or opening round or round zero, whatever it's called, to debating the grand final start time. Hopefully it's not an issue because... The new CEO has declared it's an afternoon game and that won't change. How ridiculous that if we are launching the season in the northern states because we like promoting the game in the northern states, as, as, as we tend to, and promoting the game outside of Victoria, that we actually cut off 
and and lessen our audience by in the grand final by keeping it in, in day. It just makes no sense. No, I, I don't buy that argument, Sam. The AFL grand final has as many, has as many eyes on it as it would anyway. I don't buy the argument that it rated better. Um, but Caro, the, the, in fairness to you, Lewis Martin has been on the record by saying that he thinks that an extra million people would watch the grand final if it was a twilight. Look, I think that's balderdash. And, you know, I talk to Channel 7 executives too, and they tell me it's not that they would like it, but it doesn't make that much difference to them financially. And if it's sort of meant to be a, a bit of a bragging game between the AFL and the NRL, I, don't, I think that when the AFL have a great grand final, way more people watch it than the NRL grand final. It's only rated badly in recent years because we've had a couple of dud grand finals. It rated really well, obviously, when Richmond played Brisbane because hardly anyone could go. It was during COVID. Ditto Melbourne Western Bulldogs. No one could go. And everyone in Melbourne was watching it on TV. And then they used those figures to compare it to um, Geelong last year with Sydney, which was all over at quarter time. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't, I don't actually think it makes any difference, really. And there are some traditions that I think make our game quirky, different, and I don't think it's going to stop people in Sydney and Brisbane and the wider areas of New South Wales from watching footy. We'll agree to disagree there. Just, just before you go, <laughs> um, Andrew Dillon, starter CEO. I've got to be honest, I really like the fact that, that they've, they're have they launching uh, the opening round of the season in, in, in Sydney and Brisbane. I think you ended up br- breaking that story. I, I quite like it, what they're doing in Queensland and, and New South Wales. I know a lot of people won't. Um, they've got Laura Kane and, and Josh Marnie running footy ops, two very, very capable people with different skill sets. I, I think it's been, I think Andrew Dillon's hit the ground running, to be honest. Yes, he's got a few more appointments to make. They still haven't replaced uh, the Brad Scott role. Yep. And, um, and that's, for some reason, taking a lot longer than they hoped. I think they've been quite shocked at how hard it is to get good footy club people to the AFL at the moment. But um, Laura Kane, I agree, very impressive. Um, most of the appointments have been internal. They've been pretty all, all good people who deserve promotion. I think you've got, of, of those who went for the AFL job, obviously Travis Ald has left, and I heard you discussing the Grand Prix before, but um, Kylie Rogers, I think, will probably have her portfolio widened. Yes. And um, no, I think um, I, I agree with you. I thought the draft, although I don't like the messiness of the draft, I nope. thought the presentation was fabulous. And I don't agree with the um, dog's breakfast analogy to the fixture because I too think that they had to do something innovative regarding the northern states. And it was yeah. just, that was one area where Gillen McLaughlin, I don't think, really had his head around it. I don't think he really did enough to um, promote the code in New South Wales. Queensland, a little bit better. Andrew's got a big problem on his hands, obviously, with the Gabba situation and the Queensland Olympics. Yep. That's a year or two away, but it's going to be a big problem for them. But Sydney is a massive problem, and I think he understands it better than Gillen. And I think he's made himself a lot... I know Gillen probably did a lot of club visits when he first got the job. I think Andrew's done more. I think he's travelled more. I don't think he's stopped travelling and stopped listening to the club. And um, I don't think you could, you know, generally, apart from the 7.40 start time, fault his debut, Sam. Caro, appreciate your time as always. Enjoy the weekend. Congratulations again on the Walkleys. It's early days, so thank you, Sam. Lovely to chat.